This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. And welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property. And this week, we've got our special guest with us, who is Mr. Rick Braithwaite. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, Who are you, Rick? Apart from being the property pig on Instagram, how did you get that? And who are you? (laughs) Exactly. You're going to have to explain the whole pig sitch. Like, I don't understand it. So go. Who are you? Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Cheers for having me on, guys. Um, Yeah. Rick Braithwaite, uh, 37, a.k.a. The Property Pig. Um, that is, um, it's going to haunt me, I think. Um, <laughs> basically, I was on holiday. I was setting up the Instagram account, and I just wanted something that was sort of catchy. It was supposed to be an anonymous account where I was just going to just post some pictures of some projects, and it never really came to anything. And then um, it just developed from there. And then I looked into it, and actually the pig stands for things like wealth and good fortune. And it sort of, uh, so yeah, continued with it. And yeah, it's just stuck. Um, people seem to remember it. So yeah, I can't change it now. So that's <laughs> it's kind of like a happy accident. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not going to be forgotten in a hurry. No, no. But I do get asked the question quite a bit, and uh, yeah, don't don't read too much into it. So uh. <laughs> I can't even lie. When when we were talking about having you on the podcast, I had to double check your real name because yeah. I just know you as the property pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was about ten minutes ago, Rick. The pig. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. <laughs> been calling you bacon. I've been calling you all sorts. Are you a vegetarian? That would be ironic. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Ah, good. Uh, yeah. Excellent. What's yeah. your favourite pig part? Pig part. Oh. What to eat or just to, yeah. Well, whatever, you, whatever <laughs> else you do with a pig. Yeah. Uh, pig it's, form. It's, got, it's just, you know, just your standard bacon. You, can't, you, know, you can't knock a bacon sandwich, can you? So, mm. unless you're vegetarian. But, um, Niall. No. Niall wouldn't like a bacon sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm okay, thank you. You wouldn't, like the bread. you wouldn't like the bread or the meat, actually, would you, being vegan? <laughs> I'll have a fake sandwich. Yeah. Ooh. I actually quite like a, a fake sausage wrap at the moment. It goes down really well. Mm. With a bit of egg in there. What's that actually made from? What's it, I mean, what, is it corn or what is it? You get, it's, it's just like fake sausage. Yeah. You fake get sausage. loads of different variations of it. I think you can get peas, pea-based ones. Soya-based ones, corn-based ones, yeah. Wow, yeah. No knows his sausage. I know my sausage. <laughs> and what I've noticed is a lot more, um, I've had a lot more off, uh, choice now when it comes to vegan sausages. But oh. back on to non-vegan stuff. So, yeah. Rick, um, question to you. Um, what is the, um, the uh, human side of property mean to you? Human what? side Sorry, can I just say no, what, that question was? First of all, it looked like you forgot it. Second of all, what is the human side of property mean to you? That is completely <laughs> grammatically <laughs> I was. I'll tell you why I asked that question really slowly. Because <laughs> in my head, I was trying to think of. Um, I was. I was going to say. What does the swine side of property mean to you? Oh, so I, you were trying to be like really cool and come up with I a creative thing and then just fucked it up. And then I actually, 
<laughs> I, I changed my mind halfway through. We <laughs> saw. <laughs> yeah. the, cogs, the cogs were going round, weren't they? <laughs> they Epic feel. Epic feel. You let round the world. Screw that up. Does the human side? And the only thing is, the weird thing about this this uh, podcast is I'm not even going to edit that out. I really yeah. don't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what does the human side of property mean to you? Human side for me would be, I guess, it's just the relationships that you have with with everybody, whether it's a tenant or whether it's other investors. Um, it's just so important. I think property is one of the ones, one of one of those industries where, if you don't if you don't have those relationships, if you can't get on with people, then you, you're really going to struggle. Um, obviously, everyone has like lots of different personalities and different um, ways of doing things. But if you if you can't adapt to um, what people do and how they are, then you know you're gonna you are definitely going to struggle. So um, yeah, for me, I think um, it's all about relationships, building those relationships and and, and maintaining them. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I also just realised we talked about the property pig and how you came up with the name, but we still don't actually know enough about who you are, what you do, yeah. your involvement in property, because according to your Instagram, you are a multi-strategy investor Absolutely. and a chartered surveyor. So discuss. Yeah. yeah. So on the, um, yeah, starting off with the chartered surveyor thing, uh, I qualified as a chartered surveyor in 2008. Um, so I joined a, a large uh, global real estate services company on the grad on a grad scheme. So I was out of university, got on the grad scheme. Um, so dived into the corporate world. Um, didn't last there very long. Um, wasn't wasn't for me. And I mean, I enjoyed it, but the you know the credit crunch came at the same time as um, yeah the credit crunch came at the same time as I was qualifying. So sort of a young guy in a in a sort of a, in a big team, um, sort of a last last in first out type scenario um, mm-hmm. and half of my half of my my mates who were sort of my, my sort of peers at the same level we all got made um, redundant at the same time so it was kind of one of those moments where I look back on and at the time it was horrendous but um, it was actually a really really sort of it was the best thing that ever happened to me because um, I sort of pivoted straight away um, energy performance certificates had just come in that year and I went off and trained to do commercial EPCs so I um, ran around like a headless chicken for uh, about 18 months, two years. Um, really, you know, I was living in London. I absolutely loved it. It was, you know, it was great fun. I was still, still nice and young and enjoying life. And it was... Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, enjoy, all the old I, days. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I do enjoy life now. It's just a different enjoyment. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so just did that and then... And then obviously energy and sustainability is just it's just absolutely uh, mushroomed and become huge and and so there was loads of different angles with it lots of different services that i could offer uh, not just doing you know certification so um yeah started employing people uh growing that into um a, a business now which is sort of we're across the, the whole of the uk um got people one one of my guys lives in in Venice um I've got people down in London and the Midlands and we just go around doing lots of site-based surveys and then we advise clients on how to make their buildings more energy efficient and sustainable so um so it's really good it's good fun um and I probably I split that between probably about 50 50 with running that business and then doing the property investment stuff which is obviously my main sort of passion and what I, what, I, what I love doing. And I want to, I'll end up doing more of that as, as time goes on. But um, at the moment it's about 50, 50. So um, yeah, on the, on the multi-strategy side of things, I think uh, it's just when you, when you put your Instagram 
post, you, know, you put your Instagram bio on and you've got to try and sort of give a description and have a limited amount of words to say. You, you kind of, I didn't want to say I, I, I do HMOs, but I also do buy to lets. Um, I've done some commercial Terezi stuff as well. So I do, you know, I haven't probably got a sort of one specific strategy and it has people have latched onto that and sort of said it's actually and it's actually been really poignant at this time with, with covid that's it's actually been really good to have a, a really diverse strategy because um you know the hmos have suffered i've lost lost tenants there but the buy, the buy to lets have done really well um, they've, they've sort of stayed as they are and um you know the commercial to resi um we've you know I've, I've had to help out with with commercial tenants who have kept on say the ground floor and and, and work with them but the but the guys above are students so they're they're not they haven't been affected fortunately so it's kind of it's actually worked out really well and having that sort of diversification in the portfolio has been really good yeah good on nice. you yeah. yeah um so yeah that's 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 me in a uh, in a nutshell Rick that was a good nutshell i enjoyed yeah, that thanks, thanks. Mm, well done yeah <laughs> you've done that before i sense <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to kind of so your passion lies much more on the investment side than it does on the surveying side, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I love, I do love running a business. I love the uh, the actual, uh, you know, it's again, relationships with people. I, I love having the team and, you know, working with them and getting them to do different things. The the energy side of things is really important to me because I, I do, I'm a big, strong believer in, in you know, the built, the built environment and well, the buildings doing their doing their best and the right thing for the environment and we can we can have a real impact on that because we're you know actually making buildings better and, and more energy efficient so reducing carbon footprint and all that sort of stuff um so yeah enjoy that kind that side of stuff the um that you when you're doing when you're dealing on, on the bigger the bigger properties you you kind of get lost in this huge network of people that are involved with that building and you kind of just become a, an email address on on a list of lots of people involved. Whereas, what I love about property investing is that you you and especially as the investor, you're the you're the you know the landlord or the, the developer or whatever you are. You're you're directly in control. You're and you're dealing with you're directly dealing with people. And obviously, bef- you know, before COVID, we could we go and meet people more, but that's obviously starting to come back now. So, yeah, I think that's why that's why I enjoy it so much. And obviously, putting you're obviously making a difference. You're providing you know accommodation for for tenants which they should hopefully enjoy so yeah it's great yeah. and when you're doing your own projects obviously you've got the sustainability side and eco side of the business which you know really well um, yeah. how does that translate into your developments that's exactly what i wanted to ask well done matt well done <laughs> good question <laughs> i'm in yeah. your head yeah <laughs> good question um the um i mean houses uh, uh, there's obviously you can do all sorts to any type of building houses are fairly limited i mean generally speaking if you're doing a you know a refurb on a hmo you're gonna you're gonna put led lighting in um you, you if you're doing something with the insulation you you might be putting some loft insulation in. you might be doing some double glazing it's not it's not really a huge amount you can do and you probably would normally do it anyway um it's it's you know it's on the bigger stuff with you know the, like the, the bigger commercial properties and the bigger sort of developments that's where you can start thinking about how you're going to reduce your carbon footprint, which can be anything from, you know, putting in solar panels or solar solar heating for, for water and that sort of thing, or you can, um, you know, put in different types of heating systems. But it's, um, yeah, I do I do make sure that it's done on on things. I think that the other issue you've got with with tenants, as you guys all know, is that they just leave the heating on. So you can, um. you, can, you, can create, you can create a really good energy efficient house. And then if they don't use it in the right way, which they don't, yeah. 
um, you end up getting a really expensive electricity bill. So um, I mean, there's stuff you can do there, I guess, with controls. But then there's a there's that sort of legal issue of how much should you be controlling someone else's heating system? It's sort of you've got to kind of leave it leave it to them. But um, so yeah, there's stuff you can do, but it's it, all, it it does come down to how people treat and how how people people behave in that building. So yeah. you're practicing what you preach. Trying to, yeah, yeah. I've just got this yeah. image. It must be so, well, not ironic. It just basically would be quite funny. Like, you know how builders often have the worst houses because they spend all yeah. their time just kind of working on everybody else's. It'd be really funny from a sustainability point of view if you're like, nah, yeah. bugger it. You know, just we'll have a, we'll have a draft, you know. Uh, we, <laughs> we do, don't care about this. To be, to be fair, I, I live in a village with no, there's no main gas supply, so we've got oil. So we are burning oil, yeah, to heat the house, yeah. I don't think you should out. say that out loud. Yeah, so there's, there's no, there's, there's limited options. There's, there's not much yeah. you can do. Um, we could get, we could get gas. Get, get, we could actually get propane or whatever it is, propane gas, and burn that. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. So wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off grid. That's what, that's what the, my mum uses as well because she lives in the countryside. So the only option is to have uh, oil heating or yeah, yeah. or solid fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, solid uh, fuel. Coal. Coal, coal or wood, wood, timber, whatever you yeah. can burn. Timber, yeah. Wow. So where are you? Where are you based? You're in York, aren't just, you? Yeah, just south of York. So um, little village called Bubworth. Uh, we, um, yeah, it's near. That's the biggest. It's near a place called Selby, which is. Um, oh yes. Um, just on the A19, but it's um, yeah about half an hour, twenty minutes into York, and um, sort of half an hour from Leeds. Uh, but I can get to London, the, like the local train station. I can, be in, I can be in London in like two hours. So it's um Oh good. Yeah, we can well, have a cup of tea. That's yeah, it's good. Not, it's, not, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It, you know, it is well connected. Um I, I know the area well I grew up in Wakefield, which is Oh yeah. Uh, That's where my dad was born. Wakey. Yeah, Wakey, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wakey. Yeah, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Say bath, Matt. Say bath. <laughs> bath. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's Definitely. the right way. <laughs> right is, it, way. Is, it, is it garage or, or garage? Garage. Garage. Yeah. Garage, yeah. Garage. Well, at least we're on That's the same page there. Who says yes. garage? I don't know. Wankers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Sinage. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got an American accent, it would be, it would be garage, right? Garage. 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 Yeah, garage. 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 Yeah. 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 property related, right? Properties yeah. have garages. It's definitely property related. More so than bacon. More yeah. so than bacon. More so than bacon. <laughs> it's going to haunt me forever. It's going to haunt me forever. I know it is. <laughs> oh, God. Should we open ourselves up to your question then? I want to know what you want to ask us. Go on, hit us with it, Mr. Property Pig. Yeah, so it's probably, I don't even know if it's legal. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but um, obviously very hypothetical. What What are your thoughts on, I've had a couple of bad tenants over um, lockdown, uh, mm. mis- misbehaving and not being very nice to each other. And I was thinking, what, what are your thoughts on introducing a big brother style eviction process where they sort of, um, you put, everyone has to put their names into a hat and then, or they get voted out, they get voted out and, um, you know, you have, a, you have an eviction, eviction party. Um, obviously you are mm. then maybe cutting your nose off to spite your face because you're, you're potentially losing rent. But we've, I've, I've had problems where the, the t- one tenant has wrecked the whole vibe of the, the whole property and I've lost tenants because of him. 
Mm -hmm. um, yep. So it's sort of um, obviously it's not it's not I'm, I'm I'm messing. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever want to introduce that, but it's. Um, no, you just need to put in the diary room. Yeah, that's it. That's what you <laughs> lock them in. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Leave them leave them in there. Yeah, <laughs> lock them under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly ethical. No problems there. Yeah, there's ethical I, issues, isn't there? But. Uh, well, well, I'd like to go to Niall first on that. Niall? Mm. Well, I'm thinking that it's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> 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 well, because if, if, if you've got, if the tenants have more control um, over who they're living with, then they're going to be a little bit more, um, so, well, the, the, first of all, they'll be more selective when they're picking people to move into the house. But if, they're, if there's like a group consensus that four out of the five people don't like this fifth person, um, then I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, but you could end up with people being bullied. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's, that would be the, the fear in that side is somebody could just get picked on because of, I don't know, because of whatever it's reason. It's like the popular person could be, you know, they could take the, take the power and yeah. Yeah. Be, so, yeah. so I take it back. I don't think it's, it's a good it's, idea. I think it's a it's terrible, terrible idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> <Pickle. Yeah. laughs> Come back to me in 10 it. minutes. It'll change my mind again. <laughs> yeah. Well, something, yeah, something Niall and I have been talking about quite recently is um, giving tenants the power to choose their future housemates. So mm. instead of having a big brother eviction style process, having more of a, um, on the way in what's the opposite of big brother little brother wait little sister <laughs> little sister i don't know um yeah so the, the the panel to get in like um dragon we did this. approach i did this so when i used to live in an hmo in uh, glamersmith in london back in the day our landlady was a freak i mean she god love her <laughs> she she lived in portugal in a camper van and she'd come back and there was this one room that was locked With in her the camper house van. No, not with her camper van. She'd just come back occasionally. She'd leave her husband in Portugal and she'd come back. And there was this one room that was locked in the HMO and she'd always go in there and smoke weed. So she would come out, high as a kite, sit with us, just talking about how she'd slept with every character on EastEnders. Like, it was really weird. She thought, I slept with him. I slept with him. I slept. And we're just sat there like, what? So anyway, we had me and my friend Chris, we flatted for years. Uh, and we'd always have this sort of one spare room and we'd have a constant turnover of tenants. And it just got exhausting for her. So she said, you know what? you will be the judge and jury. So we ended up organising, we did all the adverts, we organised all the viewings and we vetted who we wanted into the flat. And it was really good. I mean, we still took in a couple of nut jobs. I mean, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get. But actually it was better for us because we were in that shared house. I was quite happy to do that. Yeah. I just, I, I just think sometimes it's, um, it's, it's better to have a, a slight void and get the right people in than, than try and just cram in whoever, you know, whoever into the house because... In the, in the in the long term it's not gonna it's not gonna work out so um, but the at the same time at the, i mean at the moment we've I've, I've got empty rooms i just i would literally take anybody at the moment just you know get it get <laughs> so, and anyone yeah. who's listening to this uh, rick um will take anybody so, uh, he's yeah. easy yeah i was actually when i lived in hmo myself i didn't know it was hmo at the time but um I got interviewed by a couple of the housemates before moving in and I made such a cock up of the whole interview. <laughs> not, well, it wasn't an interview as such, it was just like meeting them. So I went around to view the room and I had a backpack on and the person who was staying in the room before I moved in had pictures along the mantelpiece in the bedroom. And I turned around and I knocked them all <laughs> off with my bag. Oh my. Then they offered me a cup of tea. Um, and the 
cup just literally just fell out of my hand and all over the carpet. It was just like the <laughs> worst situation. Still got the room though. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> they must have been really desperate. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> Slim pickings. Slim pickings. Yeah, we'll take the weird destructive Irish guy. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good value for money. <laughs> oh, but it's... It's such an interesting thing because I think in London that's quite a common way of um, rooms being filled. You know, you just because there's such a high demand for uh, for, for rooms and accommodation in London, and um, a lot of landlords are maybe more old school and have just let it let the tenants get on with it. I, I remember uh, when I lived in um, uh, not quite as glamorous as Glamoursmith. Um, the, you know, the, the shade I lived room. opposite Primark, so it just wasn't that glamorous. <laughs> yes, I, 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 no, well, that is true. I do know. I used to work right next door to that. Oh, um, yeah, King Street. But, um, yeah, on King Street. Now, I, I um, uh, used to live in Shepherd's Bush. Shebu. Shebu. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that my um, uh, so the so the best friend of my my um, girlfriend at the time uh, lived in a shared house in just down down the road on just down Goldhawk Road kind of way. And um, yeah, there were about I think about eight or ten of them in this like, five bedroom house massive rooms and it was like the worst illegal hmo i'd ever seen and everything was just you know, there were people crashing on so on um, mattresses on the floor so they would rent out the the, the lounge for a week or two it was just full of backpackers it was like like a, a makeshift hostel oh my God. Um, surfing. Two, two double beds so it was proper you know, couch surfing but yeah about two rooms and two double beds in it and so you could share a room and um it was up to one of them to collect all the rent and deliver it to the landlord oh my God. they yeah. paid their own bills and sorted it out so they had to sort out who was responsible for that splitting the bills still um, goes on and uh, yeah, and I imagine that house is probably in exactly the same situation mm -hmm. today as it was 10 years ago. Mm. So uh, yeah, you see it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. so there, Niall. Hmm? You're giggling there, Niall. I am. He's, always giggling. He's, 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 having, <laughs> he's having flashbacks to his like destroying the mantelpiece days. And, like... <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh God. I'm having flashbacks to all the tenants that I've... In, in fact, in, um, I've only ever lived what? in. Well, no, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to being an HMO tenant myself. I've only ever been an HMO tenant twice in my life. One was the Glamoursmith property, and the other one was when I lived in Spain. And I have can honestly say, my Spanish tenants or my Spanish roommates were by far the craziest. Like you've never, and I vetted them as well with my friend Sarah, and we still got absolute loonies. We got a prostitute, which we didn't know. <laughs> Did yeah. she not have it on her application form? Yeah. She came, no, but get this. She came round with her two aunties who were just like, oh, you know, she's so lovely. Mary Teresa, she's so lovely. And we're like, oh, she sounds great. And she was studying geology or something. She was not studying geology. She was studying something round, but it wasn't rocks, let me tell you. Where was she, oh. yeah, where was she, running, formations. Where uh? was she running the business from? Ugh, on the street corner opposite no jokes and this is how we found out she was a hooker because one morning I went out to have a morning coffee I looked out she was on the corner head to toe and read PVC and I'm like what <laughs> she, st she started stealing from the fridge she would eat because we went away for the weekend once came home and she had eaten us out of house and home and then offered us 10 euros by way of compensation we'd spent about 50 euros yeah she was dodgy she'd be up all night and she'd sleep all day 
she'd be smoking God knows what. And we'd have men coming in and out of the flat, which was obviously a problem as well. We just thought she was a party girl. And then I saw her attire and I was like, oh no, there's, she's, there's a business happening here. So yeah, that was just one of them. <laughs> that was just one of them. I had another one who put milk in the kettle because so in Spain, they don't, <laughs> <laughs> in Spain, they don't have kettles. They have, true, you know, right, like, true. you know, in, um, uh, Matt, in your, in your house, you've got the, the, coffee thing that you make coffee with yeah. what's it called percolator percolator yeah so they have those in spain they don't have kettles so when you go shopping for a kettle in spain you have to go into an electric shop and you have to ask for an hervidor de agua a boiler of water because they don't have the word for kettle in the spanish dictionary so they're like oh this is this top shelf covered in dust something small that big and yellow yes that's the thing we took it home plugged it in went out our flatmate, our Spanish flatmate, put milk in it. She thought you could boil milk in it. And the thing exploded. And you can imagine the smell of burnt milk in the oh, flat. Unbelievable. Oh, th- th- I've got millions <laughs> of stories like this. I won't, I won't carry on, but there's you're really, loads. You're really, you're really selling shared living here. Yeah. <laughs> Not- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Spain. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's in Spain. Yeah. In Granada, specifically down south. Yeah. But um, I think, in, to go back to your thing about, you know, the, the names in a hat, I think bullying is the biggest risk, I think, because what yeah. if you got the one tenant who was really awesome, but then there was a whole group of them that were quite cliquey that weren't and just wanted that one out because they, do you know what I mean? Like then yeah, yeah. and you, they could create a whole story around yeah. that tenant that wasn't necessarily true. And I don't know, it's unlikely, but um, I, mean, I don't well, know. Anything's, anything's possible. We've all dealt with tenants long enough to know that anything's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's a, it's a terrible idea, basically. Yeah, pig man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back, to the, back to the drawing board, I'm afraid, Rick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back, back to your sty. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think it's probably about time to um, crack open the uh, roulette board. Ooh. And uh, so we'll play a little bit of episode roulette. So, Rick... Um, I'm sure as an avid listener of Property Jam, you'll know exactly what this is all about. Um, he's, he's yeah. just, say, just, uh, just say stop. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just say stop. For, there, for anyone who's listening, uh, apparently the last time we did this uh, recording, um, I told Joe off for explaining the game. <laughs> so I'm going to explain it because it, it, this may be the first episode that someone listens to Property Jam. Um, that, that they, that they have. Welcome, new listener. Welcome, new listener, you one of you. And uh, this is how it works. So all our previous episodes of Property Jam are now scrolling beneath my fingertips on my phone. And, They're uh, scrolling beneath your fingertips. Yep. <laughs> and Rick is going to say stop at some point. Seriously. And then I'm going to ask Rick um, for his opinion on the current cop- uh, the, 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 the topic. What now? Who? The topic. Other oh, topic. Got it. Stop. Rick. Okay. That's the second stop, by the way, because you weren't paying attention. Episode <laughs> 20. Property, isn't there a system for that? Oh, systems. No property Come on. systems. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, look at his face. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I actually outsource everything. Um, yep. So hopefully the people I outsource to have, have the systems. But um, so that, yeah, that's really my system. Good boy. Um, well, do you have I, a system for dealing with your outsourcers? <laughs> <laughs> well, outsourcing the outsourcing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, to be done. Yeah. <laughs> No, I managed. I managed two properties myself, and then the, and then the others I I, I outsourced. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's probably something that I need to um, 
need to improve on definitely i mean do you really because if it's outsourced do you care as long as the job's getting done and you're getting good service and yeah on the ones on the ones that i manage maybe oh i see right okay but they um they're they're single let so they're they're pretty they're pretty straightforward um but i think it is important because you do miss things like well you don't i I don't so i don't miss things like uh electrical safety tests and um and gas boiler inspections and everything but um yeah, those those are the things that you just you, you need you definitely need to have, don't you? They're really important. Um, so, yeah, I'm all for systems, but um, I wouldn't run them. Yeah. Do you know what? That's such a pearl of wisdom there. Outsourcing. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah, pay someone else to do it. What's the point of the system? Pay someone else to have a system. Yes. <laughs> well, as as someone who's quite all all about systems and putting systems in, that the systems <sighs> designed are the outsourcing. So you've got to have a system of managing the managers so, um, yeah, when, yeah. so that things don't get missed. Um, so Does anyone else feel like they've just been told off? I do. Yeah, that, that sounded little, quite little informative, bit, yeah. Matt. Didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Verging on educational. So I'm now scrolling. Stop. <laughs> Episode 26. Stress. My Oh, it's my favourite number. You don't, you don't seem like a very stress, stressy guy. So mm-hmm. is stress something that's in your life? Is it, do you have coping mechanisms? What Talk about stress. Yeah, I, um, I do. Well, I, I do get stressed. Um, I try and this is just a facade. Um, so, yeah. But it's all a pig face. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, actually, you, you got quite stressed when I asked you to go and find three different microphones. Oh, I was absolutely knackered out. I was tired. I just felt like a... <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, stress. I've, I've done. I've, I've tried doing the, the meditating thing in the mornings. Like I, I did Miracle Morning for a bit, but I just, um, which is good, and it definitely helps. It definitely. I find sometimes when I'm in a work situation, I can deal with the work situation. The problems I have is is the stress that I then sometimes I don't like the way I behave with my family. I'm a bit short. Um, and that's generally with the kids which can be you obviously feel horrendous for afterwards but um, and I did find that when I um, when I was going through a sort of a stressful period if I did the miracle morning and meditated you are you are definitely more prepared for the day ahead and you can you can definitely deal with situations in a a better way so um, I'm all for it and it's something that I would should should and will pick up again at some point Oh, good on yeah. yeah. I mean, also you you exercise, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I can right. tell that for two reasons. You've got a you know something that counts your steps on your wrist, and also one of the many headphones that we got you to try on earlier. <laughs> clearly, running headphones. So, do you find that as a stress buster as oh, well? Yeah, that's like the crucial. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's, same. That's um, if you you know, I, I I can feel. I don't know. It's just because you're upset that you haven't exercised or you just it just just releases all the endorphins and gets you know if you've had a bad day you can just get something out of your system yeah um or just at the start of the day it just sets you up sets you up nicely you've got more energy and you can deal with things in a, in a better way so i think yeah i think it i think it can sort of act as a tonic and also as something to set you up as well so it's um mm-hmm. you know exercise is, is definitely crucial and it doesn't have to be um you know going on a 10 mile run it can just be a, you know really good brisk walk or just get some you know get out get out of the environment do something different get a get, yep. your, heart rate, get your heart rate up slightly you don't really have to go you know completely completely mental but um definitely bring that in into things yeah definitely we haven't done a book recommendation and offsets all so the bacon sandwiches you're eating as well you see yeah yeah got to cancel it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> we haven't uh, done the book recommendation for a few episodes so there's miracle morning back in again 
Back in again. I'm only, sure only that the, keeps coming up. Only the fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think for, for today, um, with the book recommendation, which is something other than Miracle Morning. So maybe you might have one for us at the end, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Or now. Yeah. Or now. You'd go now. Well, tell us. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think a lot of people have read it, but uh, Shoe Dog, I mean, talking about the exercise thing and running thing, that all comes from obviously the, the founder of Nike and uh, and his and his and his story uh, that's not one i've read actually but it's, it's going it's going on my list now yeah it's all, I, I like books that are kind of they they're not like the classic self-help thing it's an it's a story of how nike became nike um and it's it's got lots of different bits in there about how it, how he started creating the trainers and then how he did how he ran the business how it grew and it was yeah it was crazy really um, okay so yeah it's good it's good book it's good like it's a good sort of business book and you know that's sort of a, just a good book to read sweet nice. yeah nice well excellent I'd... that was a good book yeah it's good to get something different yeah, yeah I've, not, I've not heard of that one before so um yeah rich, thank you rich dad poor dad you read that Oh God! Yes. Was it what one? Sorry. Robert, who? That's the second time it's been mentioned today. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing a podcast recording with. Oh, Sam Norris. With Sam Norris this morning, and we were talking about you know getting remotivated on his train journey home this morning, and yeah, he said he put on Rich Dad Poor Dad, the old classic. It's a good book. Oldie but a goodie. Yeah. It's the principles, isn't it? Fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you need to remind yourself of them again, again don't you? Mm-hmm. Definitely. For definitely. sure. So let's have one final scroll. Stop. Episode 17. Joe's favourite. Oh, no. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> you say licensing. <laughs> then. I was like, no, not licensing. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. I've I actually wrote this today. I said this today about, um, and I've actually forgotten the name of it. What's it called? Uh, Selling Sunset on uh, Netflix. Oh, is it good? So it's it's not good at all. Okay. Um, it, but it, but it, in terms of, it's it's an absolute you know no brainer. Like you don't you don't have to use your brain at all. It's just easy watching. But the, the houses that they're selling out there in LA are just insane. They're like seventy million pounds, seventy million dollar villas with you know infinity pools and a thousand bedrooms and they're just you know set up on the hills in in hollywood and it's just yeah it's awesome but it's a bit a thousand bedrooms is quite a lot yeah what it's not that, a thousand it's probably, I've probably i've probably overestimated a little bit <laughs> 999 yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's yeah it's good it's 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 quite good yeah so is it like um just trying to think it's like escape it, to the country but american style no i think it's more like isn't it like real housewives of beverly hills meets yeah, sort of like super crazy rich location 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 yeah it's not it's, it's definitely not highbrow stuff it's no. um, and it's um yeah and it's it's quite embarrassing you know to admit that i've you know that i've watched it but um yeah that's i love all. it yeah yeah <laughs> that's all right can i tell you something really <laughs> funny i was thinking about my guilty pleasure this morning because a, a time and time again on episode roulette oh no on the question that we've been asked is who would you want to spend time in a in lockdown with and i've said jason momoa like repeatedly and then i was thinking who would be the person that I'd want to say, but I couldn't say? Like, who would be my guilty pleasure? And Kevin Bacon sprang to mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this out loud on the podcast, but yes, 
that's my substitute for Jason Momoa. Guilty pleasure that's out there, fully declared. Okay, thousands of people have now heard you say that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that I'm is so quite a substitute. That's like... <laughs> Yeah, they're a bit they're a bit different. Aren't they? It's like a Ferrari yeah. and a bicycle, right? Like there's no comparison. <laughs> but, but, which is which? <laughs> it's interesting. You're um it's almost like the guilty pleasure is the one you want more. No, I don't think well maybe it came to me in the shower, which is even but more maybe, uh, I just stopped digging, Joe. Stop digging. <laughs> they, both, they both get you to the same place, but just in different time frames. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I should well, well, never yeah, have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be unsaid joe that cannot be unsaid oh matt feel free to edit matt but i'm just gonna put it out there i just yeah <laughs> so you know i just if, wanted if I to make you feel myself, better if i can't edit myself out uh no. editing you out oh god sorry guys sorry property jammers that one that one that one's for real <laughs> oh, but it's a good link good link to our um you know bacon pig swine <gasps> episode yeah Swine episode. <laughs> I wonder if subliminally that's what happened. Like I was thinking, oh, who are we? Who are we jamming with today? And I was thinking, property pig. And then somehow that all just took me to Kevin Bacon. There we go. I don't know. Speechless. Yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> we, we all are. A, we used to have a, a trumpet teacher at my school called Chris. Hang on, Bacon. where's this going? Chris Bacon. <laughs> Chris, Chris Bacon, but his middle name was. We began with P, so his name is Crispy Bacon. Oh, oh shut up! <laughs> That's not, That's not, not true. I'm not even joking. Oh, I bet it's, it's like, it's like um, in my, but in my um, band <laughs> at, um, at university, our, you know, one of our sax players was called Tom Pickles, um, but his middle name began with E, so it's Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Tommy Pickles. Oh my God, crispy bacon. That is unbelievable. Oh, I had a teacher called Mrs. Gunn and her maiden name was Miss Cannon. That's quite cool. I can't top that. I can't top that. Yeah, neither can I. Uh, yeah. well, Joe, well, Joe's still sitting there going, why did he say Tommy Pickles? I don't know who Tommy Pickles is. You never watched the Rugrats? <gasps> yes! Little Tommy oh, Pickles. Little Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Is he the, the bald one? The main one, yeah. The, but yeah, with were the they all but, were they all, no, were they but Chucky, Chucky had hair, didn't he? Chucky, and yeah. what was the girl called? She was I can't remember. Oh yeah, but, she had hair. Yeah, yeah, she definitely had hair. So yeah, no, Tommy Pick. Oh, okay, so now I get it. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was um, uh, who was the girl? Angelica. Angelica. She was I'm a thinking, no, we've got cow, Tommy, wasn't she? Chucky, Angelica. Yeah. So okay. I think uh, that, I think we've kind of gone around the houses a little bit. Rugrats. How? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the swine side of property to rugrats. Yeah. He got it in. But what a tra- what a uh, transaction it has been. Uh, <laughs> transaction. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much, Rick, uh, for coming and sharing the, the the human side, the swine side, and everything in between with property. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up and say that's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, see you on, on the next, next episode. episode.